It's not just about mastering technology. It's not just about brand or messaging. It's not just about making more money. It's about showing up in a big way so your people can find you. This is about bringing your most wild and authentic self into the hustle and grind. Welcome to Tactical Magic, a business strategies podcast for the warrior goddess entrepreneur. Everyone, welcome back to Tactical Magic. I have a super special being with me on the line today. Um, Lynn Sweet is an artist who's been living in a vehicle for over three years, traveling the country and world, freelancing her art. She creates out-of-this-world illustrations, paintings, and murals. Some humans call her alien, but cats consider her human. We will never really know what she is. Welcome to Tactical Magic, Lynn. Woo, hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I met Lynn at a van life gathering. I don't remember which one. Um, I think it was in the Tetons was the first time we met. Um, and she was painting under a tree, and I was like, what is she making? And there are all these creatures and animals. And um, one of the beautiful things we do at some van life gatherings is a mental health chat. And Lynn was actually uh, facilitating the beginning of that conversation by telling us about a deck of cards that she made about the demons that we walk with through life. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that deck? Yeah, so I originally called it a tarot card deck, but realized it was a little misleading because um, tarot is like kind of pulling your future and present and looking looking into things. This is more so um, a deck that has creatures and demons that I've drawn of a dark energy and then the positive energy or emotion. Um, and then you just kind of pull whatever you feel most related to. Uh, so for an example, one card is depression and the other side is growth. So it's a very like it's putting black and white to obviously very grayscale emotions, but um, I wanted my illustrations to make people feel um, connected to their demon and realizing that it can be a cute, cuddly creature that just needs love rather than um, this dark, scary thing that controls your life. Uh, I wanted a way to look at your demons and like darkness, dark passengers, like anxiety and stress um, as something that is not, it doesn't define you. It's just a little piece of you that you can work on. And I think seeing them as these cute little creatures, uh, makes them a little less intimidating to work on. So yeah, the part, the point of the deck is kind of making those demons seem more innocent, uh, childlike. You can, um, face them a lot easier than seeming very scared of something so daunting as, these really dark things that we all deal with. Totally. I love that idea that it's not something you are, but something you have with you, like either a little ride along or just an aspect of your being right now, rather than your identity. I know I've been through like severe bouts of depression. I've been suicidal at certain times of my life, not for a long time, thankfully, but that it can feel like it's just who you are at some point. And when you start to take it separate like that and look at it as an entity or a state of being rather than your existence, it can make it a little bit more um, tangible or separate from you. And that's something that you can then look at rather than like it has to be something you're changing who you are in order to cope with that emotion. It's actually just dealing with, you know, what is this little thing that needs? And I love that you bring it in as a childlike aspect too, because 
it's often some wound from our childhood that needs addressing in order for that thing to change or transform or transmute. It's really beautiful. Yeah, I think. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think that it's kind of a lot of my art is um, a way for me to cope with things. So, and I think that since I'm artistic and can create imagery out of things, and not everyone can do that, that my healing process becomes a healing process for someone else. And so I was really excited the good feedback I got for those cards because, yeah, it really was like I just want to make my demons physical to help me. And then it ended up that it helped other people. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So how do you get that deck out into the world? Um, right now, it's been a project in the works for a few years. Uh, uh, there's a company I'm going to get them printed through. I have that ready. Uh, they're really good quality, like uh, three by four inch cards. You can get a deck made of however many, like 20 cards, 50, 60. Um, so I have a goal of doing uh, 48 cards. Um, and I think I was going to do, it was like 36 or 40 of these demon cards and then a handful, like 10, uh, cards with inspirational creatures saying goofy things like don't trust a fart and, um, you can be anything you want except a serial killer or something <laughs> goofy like that to like, kind of like making fun of inspirational quotes cause they can be great, but they can also, you know, a lot said a lot easier said than done. So um, I like that playful playfulness. But yeah, it's a lot of work. So I still have more than half to go. Um, But when I'm done illustrating them, I'll probably try and do a Kickstarter for it and um, raise money to then buy that initial set. Um, And I would love to buy extra and give them to like schools and therapists, counseling offices, um, camps, uh, yeah, anything like that for children, young adults, um, as a tool rather than like, I don't really need to make a lot of money from it. I really just am yeah, really happy for how much people relate to it. And it seems to yeah. be catching on well. It's an amazing device to start naming things rather than just being in our normal modus operandi without actually looking at why we're feeling the way we're feeling or how much better we could be feeling if we dealt with our stuff. Um, so I love that you created yeah, it I- as a tool that can be used in all those different ways. Yeah, I think it helps also like start a conversation, which is always the hardest part. And when like that mental health talk you were saying, I um, start or like led or whatever um, administered at the gathering. It was I don't know if you remember, but it was really quiet in the beginning. I was like talking and telling the story of these cards and my personal story. And it took a bit. But once other people started talking and sharing their stories, then it just takes off and everyone feels comfortable to then open up um and it just it takes that one person or two people to i think share their experiences and be vulnerable and show that it's okay that we can talk about this um it shouldn't be something that like we're all feeling it it's not that foreign and it's interesting that these feelings like again anxiety depression bipolar all of these things you think you're the only one but you know in the back of your head you're not until I think you meet people where you can actually relate and then you realize you're not alone. That's one of the beautiful things about these van life gatherings where we have those conversations is it's like suddenly not taboo to share your emotions in a, in a Mm -hmm. community space. And that creates such a deep sense of belonging and togetherness and like connection when we're actually willing to voice that stuff. So 
for anyone listening to this, be the kind of person who starts this conversation wherever you are. Like the awesome device of that deck is it will instigate that conversation if you're playing with it with more than one person at a time. It's just naturally lends itself to have you experienced this? Like, what are you going through? How do you feel? Like, which of these cards do you resonate with the most? And what would the flip side of that look like? How could that be in your life? Like, the questions that can come up and the conversation that can arise just from being willing to have these conversations and the amount of healing and support that people can have just by being a part of that conversation is so huge. Um, I just want to acknowledge that in you that you've created something that's really a beautiful gift to the planet. I don't know if you know, but I recently um, launched a deck through Indiegogo and just received a couple weeks ago the full shipment and had to like figure out how to fit them all into the van because you live in a van like I do. (laughs) Um, And it was a challenge, but um, they're stowed away in many different places. Even my cooler which I don't need anymore because I finally installed a fridge is right now full of Oracle decks stuck in the back of the van. <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun to have stock of it. It's fun to have it as a gift to share. And it's also fun to see people finding it online and wanting to play with it and, you know, getting to play with a friend's deck and then going home and ordering it right away because it's a contribution. And, you know, following through, for me, it took two years to finish this deck. For you, I don't know how long you've been working on yours already, but it's a passion project. And once you know that people want to receive it and they're interested in it and it's a worthy project, I think that puts the fire under our butts a little bit more to get the thing finished and put out in the world. Yeah, definitely. And like I was saying, yeah, I've been working on mine for a few years, but recently I've had so many other projects come into fruition, which is great. I'm very excited about all these things that I'm working on, but it always puts other passion projects on the back burner unfortunately so yeah Yeah. I'm hoping in the next like three or four months I'll be able to start working on it again but for now yeah I've got to focus on these other like officially paid gigs unfortunately but fortunately yeah but fortunately also and that's a worth worthwhile thing to put your attention on too I saw uh, a friend of ours Neil's van that you just did recently and that looked awesome will you tell us a little bit about that project okay okay cool uh, uh, so yeah, we, Neil and I are currently collaborating on a poetry art um, book. It is very heavy on illustrations and I mean also poetry. It's 174 pages with 30 poems that Neil wrote, um, who is a friend that we both met um, at a van gathering earlier this summer. And yeah, he was reading his poetry at the open mic nights at these van gatherings and a lot, everyone responded so well. They're, they're so beautiful, profound, funny. Um, and so I asked him if I could help illustrate a book with him and, you know, kind of get it going again. Like Kickstarter was an idea to help fund the project since printing a lot of books can be expensive. And he agreed. So for the last, I think it's been a little over three months, we've been working on this book and it's on Kickstarter now. It's called Where Are You From? Um, book of Poems and Art. But right now we're not sure if we're gonna reach our goal. It's been, I think we're at like 29% and we have 14 days left, which is pretty low for this amount of time. But we're pretty optimistic. If it doesn't go through, then we'll just try again in another month or two, um, put together more things, make it a little more official and, yeah, hopefully we can get it funded in the near future. Awesome. 
Um, I don't know if you know this, but with Indiegogo, you don't have to reach your goal in order to receive the funds and keep the project going. Um, that's sort of why I went with Indiegogo yeah. over Kickstarter. Kickstarter is all or nothing. And Indiegogo has the option to do a flex goal. Yeah, okay. Um, but that's just an idea for anyone else listening that's thinking about crowdfunding. That's another option. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard of Indie, Indiegogo. Indiegogo, yeah. Cool. I-N-D-I-E, go-go. Um, it's just like Kickstarter is just a little bit more flexible and um, they have different options. So I did a 40-day campaign and made it to the 33rd day and only had about 30% of the campaign met. And in the last oh, wow. seven days of the campaign, I got to 117%. So it's not impossible. It's just a matter of, you know, grassroots hitting the pavement. Like right now, I'm just realizing I didn't go and buy one yet, and I've been meaning to. So getting to have this conversation with you is a reminder to go and be one of the contributions to help make that happen. But yeah, very, very true. Yeah, I'm just curious, what tactics are you guys already using to get the word out about that? Um, so we compiled a large email list for both of us of friends and family that we sent out um, on the first day. And then we sent out also like Instagram messages and store Instagram stories, made posts. Uh, I posted to some Facebook pages and again, like Facebook messages and emails to just anyone I knew that would slightly be interested and told them, you know, feel free to share with friends and family. So we've been doing that for the last like two weeks. Um, I would say like every other day I'm, I'm messaging whoever I can think of um, that I haven't gotten to, but it's kind of hard to remember everyone that you know yeah. in, on the interweb. Um, so yeah, I think it is just a combination of, uh, yeah, people, you know, put things off. I'm a procrastinator, so I totally understand. And then it is a little, like, I think it might be, the price range, we were trying to range it from, you know, low to high so that everyone could get an opportunity to own it. So we actually have uh, just listed a digital option where you can buy just a digital copy, um, which is $19. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the paperback is $25 plus shipping and the hard cover is 40 plus shipping. Awesome. So, yeah, we wanted to like make sure everybody kind of had an opportunity to get one. Um, again, we're both of us. This is also a passion project. We're not looking to make a bunch of money, but we would want Neil to get paid back what he paid me to illustrate mm-hmm. the book. So that's pretty much our goal. Yeah, is that we'll break even. That's a good goal, and I've known Neil for almost a year now, and his poetry is amazing and so much fun. I can't wait to get the book and read it. And also just on the note for anybody listening that's thinking about crowdfunding something, I think the community at large, the people following you and listening and paying attention when you're broadcasting the message that you've got something to deliver or to invite them to, they like the countdown aspect. So I think that's partly why that last seven days was so effective for me was like, Hey, we've got six more days and we're at this percent we need your help. Like, have you joined yet? Have you shared it? You know, you don't have to pay to help make this vision a reality. You could tell someone about it. You could comment on this post. You could put this in your story. Um, you know, getting people engaged in the countdown part of it. There's sort of a beautiful sense of urgency when you do a crowdfunding campaign like that. That's integral to the thing itself, that that timeline is a pressure cooker and people want to see it win. Everybody wants to see them mm-hmm. succeed. 
Yeah, exactly. That's why I think the statistic is Kickstarters, it's 80% of Kickstarters that are successful were a 30 day or less. Mm-hmm. Um, because they give you the option of doing up to 60 days but yeah I think it's that pressure and like saying you know if you want it you you can just you don't have time to really sit and think about it except for that first few weeks um because yeah again everybody everybody procrastinates and I mean that happens with my art on my website as well like stickers and prints if people think it's going to be around for years they won't buy it for years and I've had people message me about pieces that sold out like two years ago and they'll say like, do you still have this? I'm like, no, that sold out in like a month in like 2017. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta get on it if you want it. Cause things sell out and you know, a lot of my stuff is limited edition. I only make a few copies of each thing so that they're more, you know, valuable and special. So yeah. yeah. Tell us more about your art and the different mediums and how you sell, sell work and do commissions. Yeah, um, so I've been freelancing type of art since I was 16. So I think that's where I started like mar- learning how to market. Um, it was on, I had a photography business and I would market on Facebook by just uploading photo shoots to Facebook, making it public, people could share, um, tell their cousins, brothers, sister, mom, whatever. And so I slowly built a, a pretty good network system in the Midwest where I was living in high school. And I, you know, learned about pricing, about how long it took me to edit photos, what options I could give people, you know, what my time was worth, what, what was worth to them, what, you know, how to raise my prices over time and kind of learned all those like marketing things when I was pretty young. So so I've been painting and illustrating and selling that kind of art for the last, I would say like six years. And it's, yeah, just kind of the same thing. I've learned over the years, what companies to go through to buy stickers and prints and trial and error of uh, who has the best quality of what for the best price and profit margins and all that boring stuff. Tell us some um, of those companies then, that you go through. Uh, so for stickers, I go through Sticker App uh, or Vinyl Disorder. Mm-hmm. It just really depends. I'll just kind of go. I'll kind of price check both of them. They're about the same. Sometimes I get a discount code for one or the other. So, but they're the they're the same quality. Um, sticker app, and then patches. I just recently got patches, and those are through the studio, and I was really happy with how those turned out. Um, prints. I go through. I tr- since I'm traveling full time, I try and find local print stores rather than like FedEx or uh, what's that other one? Um, like Office Max yeah. or Staples. I don't, I don't personally for my artwork, it, they don't turn out very well. Yeah, their at color those quality local. is awful. I've had bad. Yeah. 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 So I'll, I always Google just print shops and try to go to really small local print shops. Um, whoever will do like a, a small run of things and they always turn out beautiful. Um, and then my clothing, I go through Printful. Highly recommend that website because it's made to order, which is really nice. Like you said earlier, you're living in a van. It's really hard to hold inventory. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Printful is all online. You order online. The, the company prints it, makes it, and ships it. I don't have to do anything besides upload the image and set it how I want. So it's print so, on demand and drop shipping. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Which, yeah, is really, it's, I like that for like low waste and uh, easy for me. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot. I go through a lot of 
different places. Yeah, you got a lot of different avenues. You've got merchandise, you've got actual art, and then you've got, you know, reproductions of your art, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then like in person, I have a lot of canvases and uh, like original paintings I bring with me everywhere for shows. And then I also paint murals for companies around the country. And for van lifers around the country. Yeah, and vans, which has been kind of new and recent, which has been so much fun. Um, Yeah, I love painting large scale. So any opportunity I get doing that, I will most likely take. For sure. Um, There's something so yeah. fun about painting bigger too. I, I don't know if you know this, but I went to school for art and I yeah. remember the first time I had a like three foot by four foot canvas and I was painting with my elbow and my shoulder instead of my wrist. Mm. And it was such a different, like visceral experience. It was amazing. So much fun. Yeah. I always find uh, after painting murals, I, my legs and butt are sore the next day from how much I'm squatting and standing up. Yeah. I like it is a workout when I'm doing a wall. I love that. <laughs> like, why am I sore? I'm like, oh wow, I was squatting. I did like a hundred squats yesterday. <laughs> yes. Um, so I want people to be able to find you. What's your Instagram handle and what's your website so that they can see some of the merchandise that you're putting out there? Yeah, my Instagram is Lintzweet, which is my real name is Lynn Sweet. It's kind of a I don't know what you call it. It sounds like what it isn't, but it's L-Y-N-C-E-W-H-E-A-T. And then my uh, online website is Lynn Sweet Art, L-Y-N-S-W-E-E-T-A-R-T dot bigcartel.com. And that link is in my Instagram bio. So if you if you find me on Instagram, you can link to all the other things that I have. And I don't shut up about my art on my page, so it's pretty hard to not find yes. what I'm doing. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. So everybody who's <laughs> listening, just open your phone right now, go to Instagram, find Lintz Wheat, L-Y-N-C-E-W-H-E-A-T, and check out the book that she just created with Neil the Earthling. And she just painted Neil's van. I mean, while you're collaborating, you might as well go full out, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and put this amazing... Uh, octopus mural on Neil's van, which was already painted really cool, but I think is absolutely an enhancement. Um, an enhanced, sweet enhancement. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to put those two words together, but it's not going to work. Um, so yeah, check her out and definitely check out the book that she created with Neil. If you want to find Neil, he's a quirky character. His uh, Instagram is Neil the Earthling, N E A E L. N E A L, Neil the Earthling. Um, <laughs> might as well just give him a little shout out here because he's been a part of the yeah. conversation. So, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you if they want to do a commission? Is it through your website or is it through Instagram? Um, honestly, either way, my website, you can contact or email me um, or my Instagram DM. I check my DMs and then you can also email me through my Instagram. I check my DMs and my email every single day since it's my business and life. Um, yeah, either, either, either way. Awesome. You can, you can get a hold of me. Well, thank you so much for being on the line with me today, Lynn. You're seriously such an inspiration. Everybody should be following you. You're an adventurer, you're an artist, and you're a huge contribution to the world. So thanks for doing what uh-huh. you do. Thank you so much, Molly. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and thanks everyone for listening. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe, comment, rate, review, do all those kinds of things. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.
Thanks for tuning in to Tactical Magic. To find out more, please visit our website, wildheartsriseup.com. Be sure to take a second and subscribe to the show and come back next week for another edition of Tactical Magic.